0: Welcome to the Stripped Money Podcast with Lung Yile. Thank you for giving us your ears as we break down money to its bare bones, letting you know how your money can
1: work for you. Welcome to Stripped Money Conversations. Thank you for joining me once again in the third installment of the property series. As an aspiring property investor myself, when I first heard about this particular product, I thought, oh my goodness, investing in property and not having to take out a large sum of money and not having to deal with tenants and rental agents, sweet. But as we have learned in this series, um, investing in property is all about research. So that's why I thought I'd invite the CEO of Easy Properties, Rupert Finnemore, to the show to strip down Easy Properties for us. Hello, Rupert. How are you doing today? Hello,
0: Lungi. I'm very well, thank you. Um, thanks so much for having us on your podcast.
1: Awesome. I'm so excited to chat to you. I think Easy Properties is such a cool proposition. And um, But before we get into that, let's get to know you a little bit better. Let us know about, a little bit about yourself and who, we are, on who you are.
0: Okay. So, um, yeah, I've been in the property industry about oh, 16, 17 years, I guess. Okay. Um, I, I, I was in education, I was teaching in London at the time, and it was just around the, the kind of dawn of the whole new South Africa and things like that, and I really, really wanted to come back um, to South Africa. My intention was only to be in London for a, a, a short time, mm-hmm. but I really wanted to come back and kind of be involved with everything that was going on, um, you know, all the excitement and the nation building and all of that. Um, I'd been studying through the Nisa Business School over there, and I was just very keen to come back, but um, step out of teaching and do something interesting. And I heard about um, Pam Golding had just launched their empowerment division, Mm. which was basically um, setting up black owned Pam Golding franchises in all the township markets around the country, um, they were looking for somebody who could um, obviously do training and stuff, which you know being a teacher um, was cool. They were looking for somebody with property experience, which I didn't have at the time. But um, I had some deep family um, property experience. So I think they were hoping that I had this uh, kind of osmosis kind of property <laughs> experience I could, I could bring to the party. But um, yeah, so I, I actually joined the property industry, um, cutting my teeth in the, in the township markets. Uh, we set up about 20 black-owned uh, property franchises all around the country, which mm-hmm. was um, extraordinary. I really, really loved that. I did that for about six or seven years um, and stayed at Pam Golding and kind of just worked my way through the organization. Um, I was with them for 13 uh, odd years or whatever it was. Um, lastly, as the MD of Pam Golding up here in Kauteng. Um And then I actually want to, to make a bit of a change. I want to, um, you know, I think with the, knowing all the Easy Equities guys um, as well as I do, and just seeing how they um, were really loving being in this fintech space and innovating and um, disrupting the traditional markets,
1: mm-hmm. I was always
0: jealous when we would get around um, a bra and have a beer and talk about work. Um, yeah. Just with the enthusiasm and the excitement that they were doing. Um, the passion. Yeah. And, um, you know, prop tech was a thing that was now starting to, to come out. And, you know, the, the real estate industry has been largely unchanged for many, many years. And I, I think the, the general feeling was that it was an industry that was really ripe for innovation and change. Mm. And so I wanted to make that leap into that space and enjoy the same enthusiasm and passion that the Easy Equities team um, had. So again, I, I studied online um, a, a prop tech course. Um, I, I made a leap. I, I joined a, um, a a company here called Lead Home. You, you might have heard of it. They are one of the big innovators in the traditional space. I, I, I did some consulting for them. And then I heard um, about what Easy Equities was planning to do in the property space. And there was absolutely no ways that they were going to do this without me. (laughs) So I had uh, a number of interviews. um, Yeah, and I I just made sure that um, when they were ready to kind of start building this business, I was going to be involved. I didn't take no for an answer. (laughs) Um, yeah, and then that's in a nutshell. I mean, I, um, on a personal level, I'm a dad. I've got two amazing young kids who've also just started to understand the the, the power of compound interest in investing and investing in, in property and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're we kind of all starting our um, journey together.
1: That's very sweet. So now let's get into Easy Properties. What is it?
0: Yeah, I think, um, Lungi, very simply um easy properties is a um is an opportunity to uh, uh it it kind of sets out to, to democratize the the property investment space mm. um I, I, you know and it, it, and it does that by eliminating a lot of the friction points that you mentioned in in your introduction um property generally can be very expensive it can be very time-consuming it can have quite a lot of risk associated to it if you are um, investing in a single unit and you have one tenant who's renting out your property there's obviously a lot of risk attached to that if that tenant especially a good great example is now um, lockdown and corona Um, and the, the terrible news of people being furloughed and losing their jobs if your one investment unit has been um, rented out to um, one of those people that have really struggled during this time you've got problems on your hands you know um, so uh, the kind of risk associated with that the expense of moving in and out um, of property investment I think one of the really big ones is is not having um, access to property investments that's a m- massive pain point you know a lot of the really good property investments um, are are largely made available to people who are wealthy already. There are a lot Mm. of minimum investments that are required, um, access to um, credit, things like that. And so um, Easy Properties makes that um, landscape of property investment available to uh, the ordinary man and woman in the street uh, for as little as one rand um, by removing all of those kind of pain points. So, I guess that 's kind of the easy properties in a nutshell
1: okay that 's a very simple um, explanation. So you talk about the properties that people can invest in, what kind of properties are there, and how do people get involved
0: yeah so at the moment we've we 've decided to launch with um, residential property um in time, we will obviously build up the full um, bouquet of, of um, property investment opportunities, which will include commercial and industrial, um, student accommodation. Um, we're going we're gonna to provide um, opportunities to actually invest in, in property development, financing, which again is often just the opportunity for, for wealthy people. Mm. We'll uh, offshore investment, all of that kind of stuff. But at the moment, we've decided specifically to start with residential property um, for a couple of reasons. I think one, residential property has got such a a, a deep-seated political and psychological and um, sociological. It's it's kind of ingrained um, into all of us in this country because of our um, troubled history and things like that. And so we specifically wanted to do that. And that was born out of the request out of the, the the larger easy community um yeah so starting with residential but um, we'll have the full bouquet um, available to people in time
1: okay so how do you pick these properties
0: we've at the moment you know it's interesting we thought to start with it was going to be Um, one of the challenges would be to find all these different investments that we could make available. But actually um, that's not been the case. There's a lot of um, investment opportunity around, but we've got an investment committee that um, sits as as part of easy properties and we evaluate um, all these residential opportunities based on a whole um, number of criteria. Um, uh, Like, um, offering good value for money, um, opportunities for capital growth. Obviously, you know, this is a buy to uh, rent strategy. So we obviously have to have property that offers a lot in terms of rentability. Okay. Um, you know, we want um, people to want to rent out our apartments. Um, location, obviously, everyone knows that um, buying in the right areas um, is, is really critical. Hmm. Um, and so there, there's a whole number of of kind of criteria that we evaluate, and obviously the returns um you know primarily um, so we evaluate all these kind of property opportunities that come to us based on these criteria um, and then obviously package it together and and make it available to our investor community on our platform.
1: Okay, so are you let us know about some of the properties that people can find on the on the platform right now?
0: Okay. So, I mean, we've got one available at the moment. Okay. Um, You know, we've done a whole number of IPOs. Um, We've had properties in in Green Reef Village in Boxburg, which was um, hugely sold out. I mean, I think there was about 230% oversubscribed during an IPO. And we must talk about how that IPO process works.
1: What is an IPO?
0: Well, IPO um, is essentially, it stands for um, Initial Public Offering. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we take out, um, you know, we've got a whole lot of those uh, kind of individual units packaged together in one investment opportunity. We go and um, sign offer to purchases on those properties, but subject to raising the finance to pay for the properties. Um, In the name of a shelf company, and then we offer shares in that shelf company to our investor community. So basically we sell shares in, um, in that shelf company and use the money to, to purchase the property. And that's, um, that's an IPO, okay. is, is raising capital in exchange for um, allocation of shares in a company. So um, yeah, we'll obviously raise that capital and go out and, and then purchase these, these, we'll pay for the, the purchase of these properties. So we, we've done it in um, Boxburg. We've um, got some amazing property in the foreshore in Cape Town. Um, it's called the Rockefeller uh, Black Brick in Santon, which is the old SAB building in the heart of Santon, which is um, probably about the coolest um, looking property you'll come across. Highly, highly trendy. Um, really kind of club. like um, I'd say... Uh, uh, what's the right word? Like, a, you know, almost like a investic black card kind of living, you know, get access to yeah. like really um, amazing amenities. Um, we've, I'm forgetting one at, uh, the at the moment. The Blide, thank you, um, which is an extraordinary property, obviously out in Pretoria, um, bringing the, essentially the ocean to people in the heart of Pretoria. Yeah. Um, we've got, we've got ten units there that is um, fully sold out as well, and we're busy tenanting at the moment.
1: I'm so hacked um, So we've had all of those. Yeah, have you seen that? It's, it's I've amazing. seen it, and I never got the opportunity to buy. So, like every time one of my friends checks in over the weekend at the beach in Pretoria East, I'm like, oh, flip! I should have bought some of some of that.
0: <laughs> You'll still have an opportunity, um, and we can talk about that as well in the in the in the secondary market. Okay. And then at the and then now we've got um twenty five units at uh, Green Park um Lifestyle Estate, which is also a development, mm-hmm. also in Boxburg. And that is that is a, a really extraordinary um property offering. As I say, it's twenty five units, they're all tenanted. Um they it's a it's a lifestyle estate that offers um pools, clubhouses, restaurants. Um, it's really close to the car train and to ORT, uh, you know, it, it offers all these kind of lifestyle, and this talks the rentability, all these lifestyle opportunities that is usually kind of reserved for really expensive top-end estates. Um, and these are these obviously made available, which makes the demand to rent in these places that much better. Um, yeah and so those are the properties that we have had and um do have at the moment and we are um continually putting new properties on uh, onto the platform more or less a collection of properties um once a month we we kind of do. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cool. Um are you just it sounds like all of the the properties that you've listed are brand new are you is that your strategy investing in new properties and nothing that is pre-existing?
0: Um no. Um, Green Reef Village is actually, was a pre-existing property. Okay. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah, so the short answer is no. Um, The Green Park properties, the Blad properties um, are all built and existing and available for transfer now. We're actually looking um, for tenants at the moment in those buildings and that's going pretty well, finding those tenants. Uh, Black Brick, we bought off plan. They were finishing the construction of that. Rockefeller um, down in Cape Town is is currently being constructed um, now and that's due to be completed um, kind of in the uh, first third of next year. Um, So no, it's it's not a specific strategy. I, I think... As as part of um you know, there the are benefits to buying off plan, of course. You know, you, yes. you hope that the, the capital appreciation happens as well while the um, the property market rises while they're busy um producing um and then constructing the, the development. But it's not a specific strategy, no. Um one of the reasons why we really like black I mean green refillage was because A it offered really good returns. Um, we were able to get like decent discounts on the the asking prices and the independent valuations, but also because it was a really unique product and the the manner in which it was built meant that the the, the maintenance cost during the investment period would, would be quite a bit lower. You know, it's um, for all of those kind of reasons.
1: Cool. So how, so you talk about, you guys um, have a look at the projected forecast and the returns for your investors. But if I want to make double sure that yes, what you say on your website or your prospectus is X, but I want to find out for myself, whether the the property value in the area that you have picked will give me the kind of return that I'm looking for. Where do I go? What do I do? What is the process that I can follow?
0: Yeah, I mean we 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 try to provide all of that information ourselves. Mm. Um so as an example, we we provide on the platform all the independent valuations and a, a lot of the 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 way in which uh, these professional valuators value a property is through um uh a kind of analyzing the the market around these developments seeing what is um for sale in those areas. Also, um, guys, look at um, a value based on the kind of um, returns that they're getting um, renting out their, their units. So that information, which is independently gathered, is available on the platform as well. But you know, it's it's really important that people do their own research. Yeah. Um, so we on the platform we provide um, some information from Lightstone, which is um, you know, it's a it's a property it's a company that analyzes um the deeds information so all the properties that transfer they obviously crunch all those um, which is a matter of public record they crunch all those numbers and figures and you can get an idea of growth in suburbs we provide that but there's also nothing wrong with people just going onto to um, one of the property portals having a look around and um, what properties are for sale in the area um having a look Probably more importantly, um, what properties, how many properties are for rent in in an area or in a particular Mm. complex. It kind of gives you a sense of the supply and demand and and things like that. Um, But again, you know, subscribe to um, newsletters. I subscribe to um, the FMB property index. So stuff hits my inbox all the time, the Lightstone property index. You get really a TPN um, is another good one which is obviously on the rental side. You can have all of the information on the property market hit your inbox yeah. um, you know, every week or two and um, they're really really good insights um, in there
1: cool so we're talking about investing in property and buying all these cool and trendy places but is the market favorable for purchasing property right now like you mentioned earlier that um, people are experiencing job losses and all sorts of things how's the market looking
0: yeah well anecdotally the the market's doing really well um again from one of the 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 indexes that I read recently, some of the banks are actually um, reporting that they are fifty percent up in terms of um, new bonds being granted year on year um which is amazing you know if you think about what we 've just gone through um internationally so it, it is a good time to buy property um the property market, the property prices have been um uh, under pressure for for some time, so it's it's a good time to buy. Um, from a, a rental point of view, we know that there are vacancies around. We know also that there are um, tenants under pressure, and so that's obviously is is one of the key one of the key drivers that informs our um, investment decisions as to properties that we bring on board. What is the rental demand like in that area? Mm. But again, it's, um, it's about mitigating that risk. You know, uh, uh, I think a good example is the example we spoke about um, earlier. If you've got one individual unit with a single tenant in that unit and that person gets into trouble, you know, and you've bonded your property out. I mean, I, I always use the example um, of Rosebank. You know, if you, if you go and buy a, a million Rand investment unit in Rosebank, a, you've got to come up with a deposit, whatever that might be, you know, hundred thousand rand, and you are uh, bonding the balance of that out. If you know, hopefully your your rent covers your um, your bond payments, and then you know, then you get to enjoy the the returns and the capital growth and, and all of that stuff. If, however, your tenant is unable to pay, or you have a period of vacancy, you better make sure that you've got enough cash. Um, Lying around, or you've got enough um, disposable income to pay those additional bond costs. Otherwise, you know, you get into trouble. But you know, what we've tried to do is is to mitigate that risk by diversifying. And I mean, you know, you, you are um, well experienced in the in the investment space. You know, everyone talks about diversification. What's really awesome about Easy Properties is, you know, we package these property investments into um, a single. Entity that you're able to invest in, but they're made up of multiple units. So if you'd invested, uh, call it 500 Rand, in each of our um, property opportunities, you now would have, like, call it 2000 Rand invested, but it spread across 30 um, individual sectional title um, apartments. So that means that if um, two or three people are unable to pay rent and perhaps there's a a bit of a vacancy. You know, you are still collecting rent and and all of that from 28 other units. So as a percentage, that that risk is obviously highly mitigated. Mm. And, um, you know, we've we've got strategies in place that help um, uh, kind of for rainy days when there are uh, incidents like that. Um, And that primarily is we we hold 15% back of the of the rental income that gets generated specifically for periods where there might be a vacancy between leases or things like that. The the money still accrues, accrues to the investors. Um, but we, we kind of keep that aside for rainy days. So so I, I, I it was a very long-winded answer but in, in explaining some of the um the criteria the the investment case in property at the moment but then I suppose just kind of heading on to what kind of pain points sometimes mm-hmm. those um, can generate. But, you know, the, the, I think the, the property market on the whole is is pretty good. But again, it's, it's area specific. You know, there will be um, properties under a million rand that are um, growing at much better rates than properties north of two and a half million rand. And, uh, and of, of course, um, different across different geographical um, areas as well.
1: Cool. So who would you say is the right person to invest with easy properties? You've talked about um, diversifying your risk and obviously you're not exposed to that um, concentrated risk of having one um, unit. So who, who is your ideal investor or the perfect investor for easy properties? I think
0: anyone who wants to invest in property is, Mm -hmm. is the ideal investor. Um, you know, obviously some people will want to own their own units to themselves and that's cool. You know, that's, uh, there's obviously an investment case for that. Um, but anyone who's interested in property is interested in diversification. You know, um, I think it's you guys in the investment space that say, you know, 20 to 25% of your portfolio should be in property. Mm. Um, you know, I'm a property guy, so I would say for me, it's probably the other way around. Um, The majority of my investment is in in my um, home and in easy properties. Um, But anyone who's interested in property, interested in diversification, um, interested in generating returns and capital growth, um, you know, is is really great. I, I would say there's one rider to that. And I think it's really important that people remember that investing in shares on the stock market is very different to investing in property. You know um, property must be seen as a medium to long-term investment strategy. You, yeah. You're not investing in property to try and um, turn a profit in a month or two months or, or whatever it is. Mm. Um, you, you can do uh, an investment just trying to chase a yield and, and all of that stuff but one of the benefits of investing in property of course is the capital growth and that takes time and so Our investment terms are um, around five to seven years and I think people need to make sure that whatever money they invest in property, they're not going to look to withdraw in a month or two months for school fees or for their own rent or or anything like that. And and, and that's very important. But, Lungi, having said that, one of the... you know, that is one of the friction points of investing in property. And you know, maybe now's a good time to talk around um, the secondary market that we um, helping create. Mm. If you invest in a, in a single unit, um, if something happens and you need to um, get your money out, A, it can take a hell of a long time to um, sell your house, as we know, yeah. um, and B, it can be quite expensive. Um, depending on the on the various routes that you go, but there there's uh, there are a lot of fees associated with selling your your property, and um, you know it might take X amounts of time to sell, but then obviously there's X amounts of time for the property to register, which obviously you would have discussed in one of your previous podcasts, and so there's a long lead time there for people to get access to their money. What what we've done at Easy Properties is we've identified that as a friction point, yeah, and we've. We've created a, um, and busy creating an an auction environment where at least once a quarter, well to start with will be once a quarter, but it will be demand driven. We will have, um, well our investors will have the opportunity to um, place their shares in a property um, or in a shelf company that they own shares in onto an auction platform. Where people can either, if they want to buy more shares, they can, or if they want to sell their shares, they can, and um, that's what I was kind of alluding to. You know, when we eventually have our first auction for the blood, yeah. then you're going to be able to buy shares in that. With, you know, if there's obviously if there's a seller, but um, I think that's a that's a really key um, differentiator is that we we're trying to. Um, uh, give an opportunity for um, liquidity to kind of flow in, in those investments
1: okay it's good to know that although you recommend that it's a long term process I think even with any type of investing it's never a month to month sort of um, game it is a long game but it's good to know that should you need your money in a quarter it is not locked in for that seven years that is recommended so I think that's a. Yeah. I think that is a quite a positive aspect to to look at um, it feels that there's quite a lot of people that are involved here. So there is the, the guys that are doing the research. I'm assuming maybe it's one person, but there's people doing the research. There are people doing the um, making sure that the pricing is right and all of that. How do I then make money? Because it feels like I have to pay the people the, the things that I'm trying to avoid by not going the traditional route and buying a house and then renting it out. Those people are still involved in your process right? So you do have somebody who is looking for the property, you've got somebody who, who evaluates it, and then you've got somebody obviously who does, does the marketing of it and finds a tenant. So all, the, all of those people are still there. How do I then make my money? It feels like I have to pay a lot of people <laughs> with my 500 grand investment. How do I then, how do, how do you keep those costs at bay? How does it work?
0: Yeah, so that's, I think that's one of the benefits of, um, of bulk purchasing, and um, bulk negotiating. Um, you know, on a very simplistic level, um, I, I spent my first couple of months here. Actually, Charles, who's obviously the CEO of Purple and Easy Equities, was just mocking me um, at to start with because I literally spent the first long time just negotiating really, really good discounts on... Um, V- value uh, independent valuation fees mm. on fees to manage the property yeah. um, all of that stuff um obviously a massive one is in the discounts in in um, the purchases that we 've done from a um, a collective bargaining point of view but the 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 figures that we provide on our platform um you know the the yields are on net yields so those are um Obviously, having taken into account all of the costs associated with that, so at least people will get a, um, a, a they they are anticipated yields because obviously you know um, we're still getting the tenants in and all of that stuff and estimated yields. Um, but yeah, quite simply, it's it's the fact that we've a been able to um, collectively bargain and negotiate all of those fees. Um, but it's in the it's in the. Um, Again, in the, the the quality of the product that we're bringing to the market it's the discounts in purchase prices that we're able to negotiate, and um, the fact that we are we, we outsourcing a lot of the, um, the the management of these units um, you know to the professionals mm-hmm. um, yeah, and there're small fees that that get paid there um, some of them are take a, a slightly smaller fee with a bit more of an incentive. Um, but they, they are really, really competitive.
1: Okay. Um, are there any tax benefits or disadvantages that would impact the return on my investment?
0: Yeah, so the, the way that we um, have, have put this together is that any investor who then earns a share of their rental income, obviously after those expenses, we actually pay out as a, as a dividend. And so there's obviously dividend withholding tax that gets applied, um, which is 20%. You know, um, if people are investing in a REIT, um, REIT is classified as income, and then their their marginal tax rate applies. So obviously, depending on what your marginal tax rate is, there's a benefit. But in, in some of the um, properties that we are investing in, there, there are different um, tax incentives based on um, areas and things like that. So we, we try to take advantage of all of those different um, incentives that, e- that exist is the okay. is short answer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> cool. So what are some of the rules? I mean, we've talked about the blight and that I feel like I should have invested in that when it first came out. Um, if I'm a shareholder, can I arrive at the property and say, hey, I'm a shareholder I can go plonk my 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 seat at the beach and have a cocktail. How does it work? Yeah. Um when it, when um when it comes to that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. So again the the, the short answer is is no. There's, there is there there are a couple of things I think that we need to um uh kind of clear up here. Yeah.
1: There is
0: there's a difference between fractional ownership and fractional investing. Um Fractional ownership would be um, you, me, and um, Standworth, who I know has been on your show once before and one other. The four of us go out and buy a, a an apartment near Huddersfield Sports, and we split the costs, we split the purchase, we split the expenses, but we also split the the year in into four, and we all get to enjoy the. Um, the opportunity to use that asset, mm-hmm. our what, what we and so that's uh, again that's it's a it's a simplistic explanation, but ours is actually fractional property investing. So, the the people that we rent the properties out to, they're the ones who obviously get the the benefit of of the usage um, of those things. Obviously, you know, um, it wouldn't be much point in investing or renting out a unit in the blood if you actually weren't allowed to um, use the facilities. Of course, yeah, but. I think our community has got to see um, it as as investing in a property rather than um, Mm -hmm. having access to use of those properties. So there's there's a slight um, differentiation there.
1: Cool. That makes absolute sense to me. Um, Rupert, we've got quite a few questions from listeners of the show. I mean, when I sent my newsletter and said that the next episode would be featuring easy properties. And if there's any questions that they'd want to ask, i got quite a few. Um, you've Go touched ahead. on some of the answers already, but I'll just pick um, about four or five. Um, let's see Perfect. if you can answer them. So the first okay. question is, is this the same as investing in a REIT, which you've just talked about? Um, maybe you can just differentiate between the two, or if it's similar, um, let us know.
0: Yeah. Um it's it's a it's a very common question um and so we're not trying to um, compete with investing in a REIT um, and there are quite a few differences generally um, a REIT is a is a very complicated um, managed property investment there are uh, enormous property holdings and for the the regular retail investor it's it's quite difficult to see through that structure into the underlying property so you you will invest in the REIT. you don't specifically get any choice in in what properties you want to um invest in mm. so that's one big difference whereas on easy properties we've got a whole bunch of um much smaller um investments and you can specifically choose to invest in that one that one i, I don't want to invest in that one and invest in that one so it's obviously much easier to see through into the, the properties themselves and to make that kind of decision. We've obviously spoken around um, the, the returns that you get being classified either as a the dividend or income and the, and the difference in tax around that. Um, some REITs are only required by law to pay out 75% of the, um, the profits uh, back to the investors. Um, Some pay out more than that, but, um, you know, there's a a difference between what they they kind of all pay out. We pay out 100% of of all of the profits. That's another key one. Um, Just in terms of the returns, the the dividends that come out from a a REIT classified as income often are paid out twice a year. We are going to be paying out um, dividends back to our investors um, every quarter, um, yeah, and so there they're quite a, f- a few fundamental differences okay. that makes
1: yeah. sense cool. The second question is um what would you say to someone who says that this type of investment is unregulated, therefore they are skeptical about what this may offer them in the long term.
0: The first thing I'd say is very good question. I think it's it's really good to have a healthy dose. Of skepticism when it comes to investment, which means that people are doing their research you know no one should just take anything at a um, surface level as being gospel and put their hard-earned money or hard-saved money into that. Mm. Um, the second thing I would say is I have never come across so much regulation um, in my whole life. Um, this the space that we're in is highly highly regulated. We we comply with the Companies Act, the Financial Services Act, um, Property um, Investment Act. Uh, you name it. All we that. are highly highly yeah highly regulated. Um, just our, our prospectus that we provide to um, our investors is is uh, goes through um, a huge scrutiny, all of that stuff. So. Uh, what we're providing here is, and obviously, you know, we, we are part of the Purple Group, which is a listed company and a listed entity, um, part of Easy Equity. So, no, we're we highly regulated.
1: Okay. And if someone likened it to a pyramid scheme, what would you say?
0: I would say they are barking up the wrong kind of property. Um I suppose the pyramid back in the day was some kind of um, <laughs> property for I don't know the the emperors or the whatever. Uh, no, this is not a pro- this is not a pyramid scheme at all, um, at all. I mean, you're investing in a in a specific property. You are generating rental returns from that property, and you are earning your share um, in that investment. I think one of the interesting things I remember watching a a show on Netflix and they say that a very good test to see if something is a, a pyramid scheme or not is are you incentivized in bringing more clients or, or mm-hmm. selling a product? If, you, if you're incentivized in just selling the idea of what this represents, then potentially it's a pyramid scheme um, and not being incentivized in actually selling the product. Um, but yeah, this is, this is um, a million miles away from a pyramid scheme.
1: And then to someone who says, if these properties are in demand, why aren't people queuing up to get them? And why do they end up being sold as fractional investments? What would you say to that?
0: Well, I think that's also, it's a good question. Um, I suppose the the first thing I'm, I'm thinking of an example in my head, you know, the fact that there are, uh, Apple shares on the stock market um, for sale doesn't mean that there's um, that it's a poor investment or anything you know the people are buying and selling all the time mm. so the the properties that we are buying are specifically built for sale um, A good example is at green park um, there are one thousand two hundred. Units that have been built and are being built in that um, lifestyle estate. We've purchased twenty-five, um, so there's there's lots of demand, and they are obviously um, being taken up. So, yeah, these 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 investments are, are good. I, I think it it probably talks to um, one of the 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 pain points in property investment is that a lot of people don't have access to. Um, these investment opportunities. And and it's one of the things that we are doing is actually going out and finding these investment opportunities and bringing it back to um, our community. Mm. So the fact that they are available is, is, is more indicative of um, the work that us and our property partners narrative are doing in, in bringing these investment opportunities to us rather than being undesirable investments.
1: Mm. I think the common theme here is people are obviously doing the due diligence in trying to understand yeah, what exactly yeah. it is that they're investing in but i think there's quite a lot of skepticism as we i think you well as easy equities also experienced in the, in its infancy stages because there's nothing like it in in the market um yeah. but i think there's still a lot of caution that people are placing on um in this type of investment but purely because it hasn't been done before and I'm actually quite happy to see the questions that came through because it looks like people are really thinking hard about where they're putting their money. So thank you for answering Absolutely. those questions. I think um, you've sort of made it clear um, that um, people should not be concerned and it, you are regulated, which was the biggest question. I think that came through more than um, like a number of times. So thank you for okay, giving us yeah, that level of detail. So, in closing, Rupert, I think this has been quite an insightful conversation, and I think Easy, personally, I'm not a financial advisor. Easy Properties looks like um, such an interesting um, platform to use, and such an interesting way to sort of diversify your investment portfolio. I mean, we, we, you might have shares, you might have unit trusts, but if physical property was a goal, like it is for me. Um, it feels like the the less, the, the way to do it with less hassle. Um, I do have a physical <laughs> property that I invested in, which is bonded and has a tenant and just the hassles of dealing with the day-to-day um, issues um, with the tenant and um, the financial situation as well has just been, just made me feel so reluctant of of doing this investment in the first place, but seeing this gives me a little bit of hope to say, okay, cool, maybe I can get the, the kind of return or the kind of diversification that I was looking for without all of the hassle, without having to complete millions of paperwork and dealing with somebody who may not be able to pay rent for a few months. So I think it's yeah. quite an interesting proposition.
0: That's so before we finish
1: off <laughs> before we finish off the show is called stripped money conversations and i always invite my guests to simplify one money term for our listeners so it could be absolutely anything not necessarily related to property but i think that it, for you it might be a good opportunity to strip down a term that might be confusing um, in the easy properties world or something that people just find very complicated what is yeah, it for you? i think
0: that's a I want to just say one thing. I think that's such a useful um, tool that you're providing your audience. Now, I've come out of the the property world. I've been there for 16 years. and I've come into this um, financial services environment. And the the jargon um, in this space is kind of bewildering. Like literally in my little easy equities notepad, I spend most meetings just writing down all these things mm-hmm. that I have to go and research after the meeting. And
1: all the acronyms, easy.
0: Um, yeah, it's plenty. And mm-hmm. so, in the spirit of that, I, I, I think I'm going to go through one of the acronyms that Easy Properties has put on our platform. Okay. And that's, and that's IRR. So you'll see in our... Um, in the kind of summary of the investment, we've um, got net yield, um, we've got discounts um, to market that we've got the properties at, and one of the metrics that we've got there is IRR. Mm. And, and quite simply, that stands for internal rate of return. And what that points to is the total return that you can expect um, on your money per annum for the, the period of that investment. Okay, so you will log on to the platform and you'll see that this particular property offers an IRR of 10%. That means that for every rand that you put into the property, you can expect a 10% return per year for the period of, of that investment. And IRR has got two main drivers and I think that's what's so um, fantastic about property. The one driver is capital growth And the other driver is um, your yield that you get. And so it's your rental yield, the money that you get in from renting out the property is the one driver. And obviously capital growth, you know, is how much the actual property itself um, is increasing over the period. And those two things combine to show you what your IRR is. And I think um, maybe if I can just say one more thing on that is that it's a really good metric to compare different property investments some properties offer a really good yield and a lower capital growth. Um, and on the flip side, some properties might offer a lower yield but a really good capital growth opportunity. And so, by looking at IRR, it gives you a good opportunity to compare these different um, kind of uh, property investment opportunities you know, based on those differing metrics.
1: Okay, that's, that's a really good one. I did not know the exact numbers behind it, so thank you for that. I will use that personally. We okay, referenced cool. yeah. um, the platform um, a few times on, this, on the show. If somebody wants to get involved, how do they do so? Where do they go?
0: Well, just go straight to www.easyproperties.co.za and you can, you can um, read up all about it there um, and you can register there. I, I, I'm almost convinced um, that a lot of your uh, listeners are Easy Equities clients, and they can actually um, register for Easy Properties inside um, the the uh, desktop platform. They can see it there, but otherwise, go to easyproperties.co.za and um, you can register there.
1: Cool. Perfect. Thank you so much, Rupert, for your time. This has been really Thank insightful. You,
0: uh, it's so lucky to, to talk and we must do it again sometime no, no, I'd love
1: that no, absolutely I think there's quite a few myths and things that we need to dispel so happy to have you again um, on future show cool awesome Longi,
0: okay. thank you thank you thank you for listening thank you for giving us your ears catch us on the social media streets on Facebook it's Stripped the Podcast on Instagram at Stripped underscore the Podcast and on the Twitter streets, stripped underscore podcast.